Good evening and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Taylor from David, Davis from the Casualties. How are you, man? I'm good. I was in such a rush. I wanted to like shave and look clean, maybe put a tuxedo on. <laughs> and it's just been a bad day. So I was but, like, but you put your makeup on, so it looks good. So you look yeah, good. I put my on. other makeup on. <laughs> uh, you said your card. No, it's That's funny. my I... introduction. That is big, big drum roll. I'm going to say before in, in this talk, though, we talked last time, and and you had mentioned you have some great collectibles. So I want to hit on that today. We we oh. talked about that. Oh my God! So, wait till you, I'm going to show. So you I don't want to slip on that. So just so you know, we put that. Put okay. All right. That, so. All right. All right. I remembered that. See, I didn't forget. It. It's been a while, but it was a fun time. I don't usually forget. That I wish stuff. I wouldn't known. I, I, you might have to pause this so I can grab I'll a pause couple. it. Yeah. I'll pause cool. it. I'll edit it in. Um, so you've been on tour and been really busy the past year ish since we've talked. It's been pretty mm -hmm. crazy. Is that, is that your Hulk shake? <laughs> this is, um, no, this is a matcha from an amazing local <clears throat> coffee roasters up the street called Barrett's. But I drink a shitload of coffee and, you know, I'm, it, it was, it's like kind of drugs, you know, eventually. Yeah. It didn't quite work for me, <laughs> so I like to switch it up. So today I'm I'm doing matcha, and they say it's good for you. Nothing's good for you. Mm. I'm here to tell you that right now. Nothing's good for you. That's You're true. gonna die. You're gonna die at the end anyhow. So <laughs> you know you what I like? <laughs> yeah. What I love is like watching like all these different diets. There's a little bit of truth, you know, like, like mm -hmm. they say, there's a little bit of truth in every joke. There's a little bit of truth and stuff. Sure. If you do something like this, whatever diet, and you drink healthy drinks and you walk every right. day, get some exercise, sure, it'll work. But all of these things, they're good for you. It's bad for you. Um, I love coconut. And I was eating coconut and there was a state, oh my God, it's so good for you. Uh, coconut this, coconut that. Two months later, be careful about that coconut. And I'm like, yeah. oh, Jesus Christ. Everything, you're right. Everything will kill yeah. you. Coconut, first off, with my stomach, coconut would probably put me in the hospital. That Coconut and seeds I can't do. Um, oh, really? Wow. A couple years what, ago, I found diverticulitis. Uh, oh, and, diverticulitis. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I went there and the doctor's like, yeah, you pretty much can eat like, you know, like, like burger and like potatoes and stuff. I'm like, and I'm like, what about beer? He's like, yeah, beer is fine. I'm like, you get the perfect diet. Thank you. And yeah, it's like there a, you go. this is like a prescription. This is awesome. <laughs> dude, <laughs> and, uh, my mom had that and, but I'm, dude, she went into the hospital mm -hmm. and was like in the worst pain yeah. she's ever been in. I ended up in the hospital the first time from it. Cause I didn't know. Yeah. Exactly. And she had to get part of her intestine cut out. Yeah. I didn't have that done. I was lucky enough and young enough probably to catch uh, it. Exactly. Well, and there's, you know, there's, there's medication that, that it's take. good and bad. My I brother, try to avoid the seeds, you know, yeah. pretty much is what I try to do. Yeah. You don't want anything for people that don't know. That's when you get like a hole in your intestine and it will catch fucking seeds. Like pockets. Yep, 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 yep. Yikes. No, yeah, I'll have to remember that, you know, because we eat a lot of like, I guess, she, you know, she's got to be careful. You'd have to de-seed cucumbers. Yeah, I get it. Cucumbers I'm okay with, like, like eggplant's bad. There's certain, there's certain foods that are way worse for me. I can do like 
sometimes I can do, I can be okay with tomato if I do it. Cause I'll, I like salsa, you know, I, I like oh. stuff like that. I like tacos. So I'm not gonna, so I just have to plan it out and eat nothing else and take my medication and not kill myself and yeah. be like a monster just consuming it. Like, you know what I mean? Like when I was 20. Oh, yeah. I can have a regular I meal, but then I'm, I need to pace it. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. It's like pizza and, and burgers. You can eat them all the time. Yep. Pretty much, you know what it is? Because it, let's, let's talk about that for a minute. Because it's the perfect, those are all the perfect food delivery systems a, a cheeseburger and pizza, a taco. You put everything on them and you've got yep. your meal in one, one thing. Messing around, I, no utensils. Yes. It's done. I call the tortilla is the perfect vehicle for mm-hmm. anything. And, you know, I'm Texican. That's that's like all I eat, and I I lose it when I when I don't have them because, of course, who doesn't like sandwiches? But it's too much. The bread, bread gets too much after a while, yeah, and not the shit that I want. Um, so the when I go on tour, I normally take like a stack of tortillas. Not that I can't get them in yeah. the U.S., but I like to know that it's there for me. It's like a you know, my, my, my woogie. Your comfort food. It's, it's, yeah. it makes sense. I mean, my kid today goes, I was making something and um, people are so enthralled in their discussion. I was, um, anybody that watches knows how I am. I was eating a sandwich and I was like, I just like English muffin because I didn't want a lot of buns, but like I hongo, like yeah. meat in it and cheese, like it was huge. It was like a dagwood. But it was just on like yeah. a small bread, like tiny, tiny bread, like embarrassing size. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I really don't want a lot of bread. I just need something to hold on yeah. to all the stuff so I don't look like I'm like a monster just eating meat. And yeah. It, in my hand. Hand yeah. I just need it. to kind of hold it together for me is what it really is. You know? Yeah. If exactly. I could do saran wrap, if I could eat saran wrap, I would. I wouldn't even worry uh, about bread, but yeah, I don't I'm think my body would handle it. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when we were in Europe, I was dying it's like there there is no mexican food and and when you try it it's like this weird disappointment it's like um i I don't know it's it's like i'm waiting for it and i see it and i smell it it doesn't look right and it doesn't smell right but i just my brain goes go try it and it's always horrible but there's some salsas that are just amazing that we'll take with us that didn't bring any tortillas and it was dying. Now you can get, um, kebab, you know what kebab is the food, the food. Yeah. It like, but not the skewers. Right. Um, yeah, it's like this, you can get it in a wrap or in like a really thin bun that's cut open. Right. And it's like, meat that's cut off like a you know a spit or whatever and then lettuce tomatoes onions and um garlic sauce and tons of hot sauce and that can mimic the taco but it's still not a taco see yeah, you're not gonna. But see, I, I, that would be the problem in Europe. See, I love, and that's like a food truck thing. And I love food trucks. I'll eat a food truck. Oh, me too. Actually, me too. I, I, I actually ended up in a hospital because I ate off a food truck one time. It just didn't work out right. Oh yeah. My wife's oh, like, yeah. you still want to do it? I'm like, oh, it's just one time though. If you do the numbers, if you do the math. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you have more chances of slipping and falling in your shower than ever getting bit by a shark. So jump in, jump into the water. Jump into the taco taco truck water. I'm I feel more safe eating off a stranger's food truck that I don't know that looks like a serial killer 
than dipping yeah. into the ocean and getting bitten by a shark. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. That was my tough guy talk. Me too. When I was a kid, I was fearless. I would I'm terrified of sharks. I would swim as far out as I could and it wouldn't even pop into my brain. I would just be thinking how fun this is. Really? I used to jump off the tallest cliffs, you know, like where you jump and you yell like, ah, I've ah. seen it. I wouldn't, I, I, I watched Jaws when I was five or something and I watched the movie Alligator, I think around the same time. So oh, like Alligator. I couldn't swim at night and I couldn't go to the, like really the beach without being like, yeah. yeah. For whatever, but now I'm, I'll be in a lake and I'm thinking, fuck, man, I'm gonna get bit by a shark. <laughs> water, just open water. Well, you know what it is, and we were talking about this the other day. Get the um, the viruses now. You get a brain virus, like a or, or like in like ponds, if the water is too stagnant or not enough movement. Like, and you would know, like a regular pond. I'm not talking about like something that looks like it has eight thousand diseases and is totally green, where like an alligator oh, yeah. can live under it. You wouldn't see it. I'm talking a regular moving pond. People have yeah. gotten sick. It depends on your body chemistry, you know, also and well, if it gets into your brain. We have that, um, this huge lake called like Ladybird Lake or Town Lake in Austin. And there's big notifications. You get it on your computer, you get it all yeah. over TV. Um, you know, dogs will die. Like they're like three dogs died because, you know, everybody goes running and jogging and shit down there yeah. and their dog will start drinking the water. And so, this little guy right here, he didn't get to go paddle boarding this year. <laughs> How old is he? Um, so I rescued him. Shit, man. Maybe going on 10 years. So I think he's about 11. But I don't see it as that. So I like to think he's like three. You'll notice when his face gets a little gray. I've got a 16-year-old dog where like... Mm getting old getting getting to that time yeah know. one of my friends that i don't see very often goes oh my god he's so old now and i'm like shut up yeah like, he's like the pictures now just for men yeah maybe i should maybe i should start a company just, just for, for dogs pups. yeah just for yeah pups. just for pups and you know it's you know what erase that off of this goddamn podcast that's mine <laughs> This I, I, I guess, this shows a hotbed for for just thinkers. So <laughs> yeah, you might uh, see me on the cover of Forbes, and it's like David Rodriguez, the imaginative multi-billionaire, just for pups. We interview the CEO just for pups. <laughs> yeah, CEO David. <laughs> then I'm gonna be like one of those guys online telling people how to stay on top of it. Shark like, Tank. Yeah, <laughs> short thing, but you know, I want to be one of those like mean motivational dudes. You're a pussy. You get up every day and you work. Don't be you a focus pussy. On, on street foods, right? On taco trucks and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and I have a taco truck. You're like, I'm listening. <laughs> yes. Go. Okay. Go forward. Now on the taco truck, can we put a um, big painting just for pups? That's <laughs> what it's going to be. I'm going to make a deal with these taco trucks taco taco truck just for pups and then there'll be a just for pups food and everybody in austin la See? new york they will be they'll be taking their dogs because that's the hip spot you bring your dog you get your taco from the front of the truck in the back they, they take your dog for a few minutes yeah they uh they do the magic and it comes back out you have a younger dog and you just had a good taco meal yep there he goes he gets his nails like poncho is a beast if you try to clip his nails. 
He's mine like, cries. Ah! yeah, mine cries too. Yeah, he oh he hates it. But this is the thing. Look at this guy. What a baby. He loves to sit in when we go driving around. He that's his favorite thing to get in the car. He sits up, no joke, in the car like that. So I have to put the little hand thing, you know, the armrest down. So yeah, for his paw. Hand. And then he loves to get like one arm on the steering wheel and one arm like where the window is. And he'll just watch the whole way. He loves to sit up. He's a funny dog. He's cute. Now, what happens what you when you're on tour? Do what, what happens? I give him a credit card with just enough money on it. And, um, you know, he knows. He just orders. He likes to call it salmon. He gets a little See, salmon. You have more day. trust because with my kids, I would just leave a big bowl of dog food in the middle of the room for the yeah. kids if I left. But exactly. you, the credit card is way more trusty than I would. Yeah, uh, he's good. He, he he's he's a rescue, so he knows not to fuck it up. <laughs> no, uh, my best friend, one of my very best friends um, from high school that I was in, not my first band, but my first serious band. Um, mm. He's also my lawyer. Um, we lost touch for about 20 years and uh, we reconnected and we reconnected closer and tighter than we, we ever were. And yeah. he has two kids and they love Poncho. His daughter, Isa, last night called me and said, will you tell uh, Poncho that Isa says hello? <laughs> so he's, he's in a safe house and I kind of feel bad. He's a lawyer, so you can imagine he probably has more money than me. So Pancho goes over there and gets spoiled. I think it's a good breakup for him because then he gets his gets his one on one time with you, and then he gets time with the kids. But he's getting older, yeah. so he's probably when he gets back, he's probably tired and just wants to hang out with somebody, just chill. Oh, dude, that that's that's the truth. Like he loves this guy. Will like talk you into staying in bed all day. He does look like a snuggler. Yeah, he's a good. He's a good. You know what he. He does a little bit of snuggling, but he gets up into the bed. He'll say, what's up? And then he goes to the left corner of the bed. That's his spot. And then in the morning, he'll come up and say hello. So cute. Such a cutie. Um, so you actually were talking earlier that you had some bumps in the road you were going to talk. We're going to bring up in the, over this year. It's been a crazy year for everybody. Oh man, there's, there's been so many ups and downs and, um, you know, we did two years of COVID, you know? Yeah. And when, when COVID started, I'll admit it. I was kind of one of those guys where I was like, this is awesome. You know, I'm known as, as a social kind of person, but in, in reality, I am. I love people. I love more the idea of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm kind of I'm not a recluse, but I'm I'm very to myself. It's I difficult for Yeah. And I think a lot of people are. It's difficult for me to commit to like dinners and stuff. And and also It's a lot I'm of personal wrong. energy too though. Like like if you, you do your show, it's different because you, you, it's a common ground. Like, or like I've learned, like with podcasting, people are like, oh, you can talk to everybody. I'm like, yeah, I, I guess you can, but it's, it's, it's actually emotionally tiring afterwards. Like, you and I have a common 
thread. And then we could, you know, we'll talk and we're like, oh, we like this. We like this band. And we like, also, we like this comic. We saw this movie. Also, next thing you know, because of the kind of music we like, there's a whole thing that unfolds. But when you're going out with somebody, like almost like in a different world, you're like, it's a lot more that's new and interchangeable. And you're not in that same ease. It is. And, and one thing that's hard, very hard with many people, but when you have some type of um, public persona or figure, people expect something from you. Yeah. And they expect that attitude and they expect that thing all the time. And And even, you know, somewhat with family, I have a very close family but and and when you're close uh i i don't know i can only tell you from my frame of reference but my family's from a small town on the border called eagle pass and um you know like i said my mom's white my dad's mexican but even the white side is is very similar you know everybody grew up on on the border yeah i mean you're cultural same the same and culturally, um, like I said, I'm, I'm not saying this about everything or I know, but in my frame of reference, uh, culturally, it's a very close bond. Like my cousins, um, my uncle has a grocery store. Everybody kind of has a spot there. They go home for lunch every day. Everyone eats lunch on the weekends. Uh, there's usually a dinner together or or there's continuous interaction and um that's a lot in, oh it, it is it's a whole lot and um and it's easier after a few beers but uh you know when you're not drinking and, and you know what it's like to be drinking it becomes very difficult right but also um you you you're assigned a position. So in my tight, you know, mom, dad, brother, I'm, I'm the little brother. So I have the little brother role and I'm leaving, you know, for, for months at a time. And then I come home and I'm used to being like out in the wild and, you know, yeah. basically fending for myself in an uncomfortable situation daily. And then I come home to this real, quiet structure yes yeah, structure and it's difficult and and you're almost also like hey motherfucker uh i i am your little brother or i am the son but i'm also you know yeah a, a different a, person to everyone yeah and and so you have these different things where it's difficult because you're you're constantly trying to be a chameleon of of situations and so selfishly and and this is one one of the big bumps that I'm trying to work on now um is how do I navigate that without being a fucking prick you know because sometimes I can't help it like I'm like guys I don't know what to tell you but I got to go oh you just got here I got to go. And when I got to go, I got to go. Well, I and, think if you uh, say it kindly, you just have to work on how to not feel that guilt. And that's from it, other people. Exactly. And I have a mother who's a, 
in the top 10 guilt trippers of, of, of the universe. And, and, and I love her, but you're like, God damn it. Debbie did it again. But, uh, and, and it's like that with, with a lot of things. And, and I think a lot of people feel that also in, um, you know, in their everyday life, but let's say you're doing, um, you know, some type of sobriety or something, you better, you better be on it because people are, people are watching you or, yeah. and people are, um, you know, they, they look up to you or something and it's like, I have difficulties as well. And, and my life. Did you, wait, you, they, start, you must people look up to you. Do you say, mom, do you know what I do for a living? I'm a singer in a, in a punk band and a rock band. Yeah. If people are looking and, up to and, me, they've got their own problems. I'm literally yeah. in a band, so I don't have to have people look up to me. Well, luckily, it, it luckily it's not not my mom or brother. This is people also in the music scene, and it becomes it, it's. I'm trying to learn how to. There's a thing in a in a certain group of people that they like to be anonymous. You know what I'm saying, and in that though. They like you to be publicly open about how you live your life. So in that world, you become uh, this poster, not me, but a lot of right. a lot of people. You become the poster child of this. And some of the bumps this year have been like, am I, am I doing this because I want to do this? Am I doing this because I feel this way? Am I doing this for everybody else? Does, and and you get selfish in your brain and go, well, who the fuck's doing anything for me? Right. And that's that's not a that's not a good place to be. And that's where I started finding myself at the end of this tour. I'm emotionally, spiritually, physically, and mentally at below zero. Um jumping around i hope this makes sense but i would go so far as to say that casualties were probably the only punk band and maybe one of the only bands from the united states to tour the u.s twice go to mexico go to canada uh maybe municipal waste municipal waste is wild uh yeah. but go to Europe as soon as things opened up as soon as it opened when it was still like we may Sketchy. show up to the club yeah we may show up to the club and they won't let us in mm -hmm. um we went out and we've gone since October of 2021 oh, we've wow. been on tour so over over a year and you know I'll, we'll come home for three weeks I think I had a month off and I went to Brazil and um but it's been non-stop and when you push yourself to that limit as most of us have and kind of some of the things that that we had talked about like our mental issues and um disease kind yeah. of things that we have we push it it's never enough i've got i've got to and i think from dealing with you know not being maybe i was dyslexic i think we talked about this 
as yeah. a kid and all these things. I knew that I had to work harder to get to where I want to be. So in life, we realize that um, we have patterns and um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like you well, get up every day and you do this and you do that. Well, like, like, yeah, like a routine, but I think, and I, I don't remember, I told you I, I discovered late in life, I have autism, high functioning. Yeah. So, yeah. So is that people pleasing and you don't feel like you're smart enough because if you're reading things backwards or you're not memorizing things because your memory, you feel like you're never smart enough. And you're always trying to prove and prove and prove. And I think yeah. there's a certain point though, where you're like, I don't have anything to prove to anybody. Like I've come to that point where if you try guilting me, you're not going to be in my, the more you guilt me, the less you're going to be in my life because people don't think the same yes. and no one's thinking in, in your mind and your set. I mean, the rules of life is you got to be a good person and you got to try yes. and be kind of people and help people. And maybe for you, you have to add, like you have to make sure you sing for your show. Or yeah. vocal stylize and do your band stuff, but you don't owe anything to your family, or, or your family doesn't owe anything to you. Like when you start realizing nobody owes you anything, and and if it's a guilt trip, if somebody feels a certain way, and like you, you, you just this, you're like, well, that's how you feel. You can't assume how I yeah. don't care about you or I love you because I'm not showing up. That's not. I don't have you showing up on the road to my my hotel and flying around following me. Do you? No, you don't love me. You don't call me. Every day. No, and I don't put those expectations on you. So don't put your expectations on me. That's that's a you thing. And, and see that rules about being kind to people too. You can't just be neglected and feel like the far end of it either. That's the you know the, yeah that part. But the way you just verbalize that should be like you should put that on YouTube because <laughs> it's something for real. That's something that that we struggle with, where it's like, and and back to to kind of like my point was like, I'm trying to do everything, 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 and the spot that I don't want to get to is where I go like, well, what are you doing for me? But, but in, in some ways we need to think about that. Because, but that's not a bad thing because like, no. then you can, you need to analyze and, and always reevaluate like that, that relationship though, that person, like, it, what are you doing? I mean, if it's your mom, they love you endlessly, but they're also making you crazy and they need to give you some space. Or if it's, you know, a friend or, or a bandmate, you know, what do you, you know what I mean? I have people in my life that are constantly asking for stuff and that's why I've kind of worked on feeling this myself or when your kids get older, you always want to go in and help them. I'm like, no, I want to be in the sidelines. I want to, I want to be able to like watch, you know. But I mean, yeah. there's a point it never stops. I can tell you, like right now, my 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 middle child uh, takes uh, flight lessons. I'm like, I wish I I support it. I love that she's adventurous. But then as a father, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, be safe if she leaves today. I'm like, I'm like, I wish you were in a chess club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But she's learning how to fly an airplane today. I mean, like, I love her and it's awesome. But you have to find a way to kind of, you know, almost like segment it in a way. Otherwise, it just eats you alive, you know. Oh yeah. And, 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 and but you don't owe anybody anything. Like like I said, I have people in my life that always want stuff, want, 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 because I can do it. Certain things, and they uh -huh. and they need. But then the point, I'm like, but what do they do back? And it's not even about like monetarily. It's more about emotionally. You know, what does somebody give them back to? It can be just emotionally. You can do a lot for somebody physically, and it can be like your grandma helping her out all the time, but she yeah. loves you making bread or something easy. You know what I mean? You're getting a lot back from that. You're getting more than you could ever. Yeah. It's not about that. It's about what you're getting. You know in a connection, you know, are they listening to you? And, and that's really, I think it seemed for me that the more <clears throat> below zero that I got, somehow I was so tired. I just started ex accepting. Yes. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll be on that record with you. <clears throat> and then I love doing guest parts. Mm -hmm on with different bands but it's also hard it's like hey can you can you sing on this record with us 
sure. But where do you want me to record it? Uh, I don't know. I thought you have somewhere to go. <laughs> it's like, I mean, there are, but it's also, you well, know. That that actually, and then that's the thing you need to like have professional lines. Is this also a way you're trying to get off my new record, guessing on my new record? <laughs> yeah. I thought we were doing a duet album, old Frank Sinatra songs. All right, fine. I get it. I get it. I'm reading you. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I knew it was no. going up. I know, I know. I didn't figure out how we could get through that, but all right, I get the picture now. Um, yeah, but like even professionally, like I can do this, and, and there are people that you know it seemed hardcore. You're like, here's my my rules. I'll sing in a guest with you, but you know I can do this, this, and this, and here's how I do it. It needs to fit these parameters. I also have to need to enjoy it. I, I don't always have time, and it's not personal, you know. Yeah. And here's like a list. You can even make a, a thing and send me an email saying, hey, here's kind of where my mind's at when I do this. Send what you got, and if you can fulfill some of these other obligations, because I can't personally figure all this stuff out. It's, it makes it unfun. If it's unfun, why would I sing on someone else's album when I have my own band? And then you actually have a couple other bands too. So it's not like you have one band anyhow. So it's like, yeah. if I'm doing you a favor, you got to do me a favor back at least. You got to give me more, you know? And I think, and I said it because when I started this show, a lot of a lot of bands, because you know, I started the show, it's not, and I've said this a lot lately, I don't make money from it. It costs me money actually, but yeah. I do it. But it's not like an attaboy. It's like, I'm like the John Goodman of rock and podcasts. No, yeah. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just the average guy. In mentality of of wanting to talk about regular things with artists like when I, we were younger and you like you were like yeah I'm say Rolling Stone but like magazines when they actually had yeah. interviews and you talk about people real stuff and and it, I thought that was missing and, and um but the point was I was turned up a lot of bands and there are a lot of bands that have pushed me that I didn't know you know obviously yeah. I, I, I cherry picked the bands I like uh, that's why I have such a weird eclectic uh, list but and, and that's I felt also... bad saying no to other people though because I want to help yeah. people too and then I feel guilty I'm like and I I did I had some bands on that I didn't know before. And it's a lot of work. It's yeah. like four or five hours of editing and doing it prep for it. So I don't even know you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, in, in, in for anybody that may see this, that I'm doing stuff for, I'm not unhappy or or anything. And, and I'm, I feel very privileged. I'm at a position now that people are asking me to do stuff. And right. also one of, one of my favorite things is, um, I'm a big promoter of, of young bands because, you know, if we don't keep this kind of like you're doing, things are changing in this AI yeah. world that, that there that's never coming. It's never coming back and it's changing so rapidly that, you know, people don't know how to, do an interview like this people don't know how to talk normal anymore and and it's like i'm the same as you i grew up like when i saved you know i'm talking about change any little bit you know we would scavenge yeah. as kids because it wasn't a computer and i could go to this weird rock store and get like alternative press yeah or magazines you know where it was like you know there was a time when henry rollins was um, doing a lot of writing about young bands and he still does. But at that time it was, you know, Oh fuck, this is the guy from black flag. You know, uh, you, we didn't have a computer to watch the way yeah, things he was changed. one of the first cutting edge real writers for that. For, yeah. You know, all and, those books were the first time out there. Now everyone's got that, you know? Yeah. And you can just look at a band and see what you, what you want. And that's it. I found so many, cool cool bands like 
I remember um, not that not that I, I I respect Rage Against the Machine more that they just kind of weren't my thing, but right, I hear I, you. I, I, I get that. I, I, I politically respect them, and musically they're great. But I remember way before there was any videos, Henry Rollins was writing about this band called Rage Against the Machine, and this political stuff about them, and I was like, whoa. Um, and then there were there were other things like, you know, you would read uh, or let, let's just say as as silly as when I was super young, you know, I, I love Skid Row because they looked they looked weird and it was yeah. that was the time. And so Rachel Bolin, the bass player, was always wearing a Ramones shirt. So, fuck, I got I'm looking through magazines. Who yeah. is this Ramones? And then I saw the Ramones and then this and that. And it, it was it was fun. And and then there was just great articles about what they were doing, how they got into music. And it's very strange. And I'm sure people my age say the same thing. It's it feels very surface level and it feels very fake in, in the mainstream world right now. I think it's hard, and it, actually, I can say a few things. Um, actually, I think with Skid Row's got a new singer, which is really kind of cool. Yeah, a yeah, young yeah. guy, and it's yeah. and, and it really feels like they're happy, and they're nothing like being a musician and being happy and doing what they want because they could have sold and done the big Sebastian Bach thing. And I'm not ragging anybody, but they have a good solid album out, and and they they're happy. They pick somebody they're happy, and it just happens to work out. So you, I'm happy for them as musicians, of course, um, which is great. We say Rage Against Machine. I want to say this one thing that makes me crazy, like. I think the music and the energy of like, I don't I'm not like a huge fan. Like I don't have the albums and stuff, but I know the songs yeah. and when it comes on, I love it. I love the energy and the power. It's just fantastic. Yeah. Sonically great. Tom Morello, not clipping his, his guitar strings. Yeah. Makes my <laughs> OCD insane. I know. I literally said to, I was talking <laughs> to Wayne, Wayne Kramer from MC five uh, doing a project together, an album together. I'm like, when you work with him, you gotta do me a favor. He's got. He got to get him to clip those. He's gonna catch you in the eye. Something's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, makes me crazy. I love everything else. He's got, got to clip those guitar strings. Can't have those strings hanging everywhere. That's a side. I digress on that one. <laughs> no, but it's the but, same. But and, I know. I know. You're looking at. You're going. Did he not have enough time? Like, no, was, that's just his thing. I'm like, it makes me yeah. crazy. If I was a singer, I'd be like, I'd clip him on him. You know. Maybe it's that's why. Thing. Maybe that's why the singer quit for a while. Yeah, <laughs> keep getting caught, keep catching them on, right? Yeah, conspiracy theory number one. That's right. It's all in the clips. The the thing is, and, and it's actually it's interesting because I was thinking the same thing with you is with punk and metal, something happened really, really weird over time. Like it became very, very, very public and very commercial. And at first everyone's like, no, it's the worst. You know, and, and I subscribe to the deep dive, like the Ramones, you go back if you like one band, and I'll go back five of the layers of a band. But, but what happens now is, is, and it's just the same with punk stuff too, where, where you have a, and I mean, Hot Topic's too easy to beat on, just like a guitar star is easy to beat on. But you yeah. have a store and you can go to Target and you get a Metallica shirt and you can get a, a you know, a Johnny Cash shirt. And they're all great artists. It doesn't take away from certain bands because they're in a store, you know? Mm -hmm. To me now, I think, God, if you guys could get some of your shirts in, in Walmart, get some, make some cash, that'd be awesome. Get some casualty shirts out there. Yeah. If a Kardashian wears it, great. Make some sales. Bands don't yeah. make anything else. It's not a bad thing anymore. But it feels like it's almost the edge of it is a little different now. And does it really change things? I used to think maybe it would, but now I think it really hasn't changed music at all. It's just the merchandise out there is almost just better for the bands to make money 
that they need. If they get the money. If they get the money, correct. Well, that's why I know some of these stores, I'll see like it'll be like if you're going to buy it, you go on the on like a, a thing, it'll have like the Metallica or like I, I haven't done this yet, but like or the Def Leppard store. Like if you see stuff, they actually have their 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 um, the bands have something with management hooked into these places to sell oh, their merch cool. through it. You know, cool. so I say that if people do that, buy it. Even if it's a big band, buy it. But if you do a small band, I would say go to the go to the you know, if it's go to the merch, go to the merch, go to the website, buy it from the truck, buy it. If you can buy it outside before that, you go to the venue. And for the venue, taxes them on it. Let them get the whole percentage of it. You know. Yeah. You know, I, I'm it's I'm funny. a broken record like that. You know, you I think gotta, um, uh, Harley Flanagan was did a um, a show. There's. There's a festival in England uh, called Rebellion every year, and it's it, it's a it's a pretty uh, fun festival to go to. Um, but I'll tell you more about that later. Whoa! Shh, shh, shh. Um, he, I believe, he went out and asked everyone if you're selling Chromag stuff or my stuff. Yeah, don't do it on the day. And and I think casualties kind of did that once where they said, Hey, just today could we, could we sell our merch? Yeah. And, and some people are cool, and some people are assholes. And uh my friend Gordy from The Forgotten, he told me a pretty good story. They went out and asked, Could you guys not sell the merch today? And they're like, No, fuck you, we're gonna sell it. You know, you're the big rock star, and none of us are. There's no such thing as a big rock star. They went and got a bunch of beers and accidentally spilt them all over their merch. So that's were one gonna, way. Were they going to sue you for copyright yeah, infringement? Exactly. Let's and go to there, court. There was something. There was something funny. Um, GBH wrote maybe to somebody in in Russia because it was kind of the the DIY scene. Like, I hated GBH for a little while because they asked, "Hey, stop selling our our shit." And I understand, look, it's a little guy, it's this or that. However, um, they don't know these people's real lives. And, right. and here's something that's going to be very, um, it, it could be taken negatively, but I know a lot of people in the, in the DIY scene and they look like they're, you know, from the 1980s. They look perfect. They look rad. They look very interesting. Their lives behind closed doors are much different. You know what I mean? Yeah. But these people love to tear down uh, a, a band that they think is big. They don't know what Colin and Jock and Ross fucking uh, do. They don't know what their homes look like. They don't know if they have two kids in college, you know? Yeah. And it makes me, sometimes I want to go, I want to find somebody. And let's say, give me a restaurant. Give me any restaurant. Uh, a, a joke, uh, Olive Garden. <laughs> Olive Garden. And I go, oh, that's Timmy at Olive Garden. And I'm going to sit down and I'm going to order food and I'm going to be like, awesome, dude. Thank you. Cool. Just don't want to pay for it. I don't have to. Why? You know, and, and I just want to fuck with certain people. <laughs> that's well, that little it's, part it's, of my it, mind. It, no, but it's not, it's not a bad thing. There's a, certain, there's a certain thing. I mean, and, and I'm a broken record about this because I am. I'm like it, you know. I, I've gone over a few times, so I'm not going to beat everybody up. I mean, I've talked about the breakdown of, of a of a shirt, 
you know, how much it costs for a band to bring shirts on tour. They got to get the right sizes and they got to per ink and then and they got to break it down and then they got to get the right sizes and they got to put it in a, a vehicle or find a merch person. They got to drag it behind them. Let's add gas. It's a whole, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. And it's the profit is so small. And then, then a club takes 30% of the profit inside the club at the merch table. And it's like the mob. And it's like, it's, there's a lot of insanity going on. It, you know, it costs like a, a grand, at least a grand a day to have a, a, a bus at least, you know, at least. And, right. So, I mean, and you're talking about different things and insurance. I mean, it's a lot to keep a band on the road. No one's living glamorous at this point. You know, very few people are. No. And, and, and it's, it's funny. Yeah. Go ahead. Because and when Lars Lars came out with Metallica and it was like with Napster, they're like, "Oh, you got the money," you know. It really wasn't about that. Like, and I'll say I enjoyed the downloads, but I also had the cassettes, but I didn't have it on media because I had it on cassettes. So I only downloaded it and listened to. I don't watch the house. I can knock my knock on my door now. Be Metallica, no, but with stuff that I already had, and yeah. I could put it on my iPod because I didn't have the technology where I could convert and do stuff. But I had all the certain stuff of these bands. Yeah, you know. Or I'd go out and buy. I use it as a tool to buy. But I mean, now everyone's like me as a supporter of music will actually go reinvest. But it's the same thing if people are just going online and taking all the new albums that an artist had to pay for and do all the stuff over the years. That's 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 kind of rough. You know what I mean? Um, the, oh, the model yeah. had to change. Um, Van Halen used to do it. They had a thing where um, people were bootlegging outside of the concerts, right? I mean, it's at a bigger scale, but they'd go mm. around and they click they click all the shirts. Wow! At one time. They, they, I read a book on the manager. He said one time it got to the point where we had a warehouse full of them. And they're like, "What are we going to do?" Yeah. So they, just, they just donated them. They didn't even care about Saint Van Halen. It's like so they get donated them. Like people need to close. Yeah. So there's all these people you can imagine with Van Halen shirts. Yeah. <laughs> you can't tell us these Van Halen things, but the, they were taking the whole homeless can't. population. Yeah. In Van all Halen in Van Halen. Halen. <laughs> and they got a strong audience there. That's a strong um. Yeah. <laughs> group. No, but the point is, I mean, everybody on every level. If, if it's not yours and you didn't work for it, you know, it's your company. If you're just doing a one or two for your friends or for the show, you make a couple of your own and a couple of people. That's one thing. But you can't make a business out of somebody else's work. It's just not cool on any level anywhere in the world. And and it's hard too. It's like, you know, there there's a there's a point where um like I would do I would do merch. You know, we couldn't afford to bring somebody. Oh, you know, we would most people still do it now. You know, six albums in, I know. They still do their own merch. After the yeah. show, they do the band. Afterwards, they do their merch table. The thing that's hard, though, is I can't give everybody a, a shirt, you know? And it's like I've I've created this almost family bond. Like I think we said it before. I've seen what I thought were little kids grow up, and now they have kids. And bring them to the show. Um, and, and But there's this point where people want – things for free and i actually um our first show in germany this year um some guy i i don't normally get aggravated with people but maybe it was the jet lag or something and i see this guy in the crowd and he's just like this and not the punk thing i was gonna say is that what everybody does at a punk show anyhow it's just yeah but i could see however not so much with 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 uh the bands that i'm in i like to think we bring kind of this like uh oh i've got two great stories for you this happy anger together kind of but like like we're in this together is the vibe that i shoot for and yes of course we have the normal pissed off guy but this guy was furious and he was fucking ruining my 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 feel and so i'm like 
Yeah, my mojo, my vibe was fucking going down because I could just feel him, this fury. And so I'm like, uh, the guys were cracking up. They're like, I can't believe you went on and on about this guy on stage. I'm like, hey, tough guy, what, what, what's your fucking problem? What, what's the deal? And I leaned down and see what he says. He goes, you didn't give me a fucking shirt. And I said, give you a shirt? What do you mean? He goes, I wanted a shirt. And you wouldn't let me have it. It wasn't me. I didn't. I don't. I never saw this guy before. But I guess my merch guy said no, and he said, "Give me a shirt." And I said, "I'm not giving you a fucking shirt." And, and it had nothing to do. If it would have been, if somebody would have came up to me and said, "Hey, um, I, I really like this. I, I have this much. We're. All, I'm always making deals. Sure." You're trying. You don't have it. Let's let's make it happen. And you can tell when somebody wants something and when somebody really doesn't have the money. So that that's one of the issues we deal with. Now, I'm going to kind of flip here with you. There's. Have you ever heard of the German compliment? No. Okay. This is this is an a, an amazing thing. It's where they give you a compliment. And then they, in a positive way, dog the shit out of you and then end with another compliment. So I might say, Sean, uh, I, I, I love that you do this podcast and, uh, you know, it really reaches a lot of people. Um, but I really find no interest in you. Um, but the podcast is great. I love what you do. And then you're like, what the fuck? This is my core audience. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. So this, and I had, I, I get this every year. There's, there's always something funny. There was this guy named Benny from a band and, uh, he came over to the U S and went on a tour with Crumbums mm-hmm. and he came up and he's like, David. Um, I love to watch the YouTubes of, of you guys. It's very, very energetic and, and very strong. I love the records. Um, tonight, not so good. Um, and you're much smaller than I had expected. So thank you. I'll see you tomorrow. And you're like, what? Well, the- if I was big, I wouldn't fit on YouTube. I have to, how do I fit on a little yeah, TV? I know. <laughs> so this one, this was the greatest. It was it was classic. This guy comes up to me, and he's smiling. He just looks happy. He goes, "Hey man, I love the casualties. I grew up with the casualties. Love it. I loved it. The show. You guys sounded great tonight. Cool. But I'm very unhappy. And and my brain just goes, "Fuck yes, here it comes. The German compliment. And this one, but it was so classic. It was like it was scripted." And he goes, I'm not very happy today. Why? He goes, because it, it sounds so nice and it sounded very perfect. Uh, everybody was smiling, even in the circle pit, everyone's smiling. There was no anger. So uh, punk rock is dead. So <laughs> now that is a German compliment. It's That's crazy. It is. It's, it's, a, it's a stumper where you're like, well, that, that's that. Uh, once again, that goes back to what we said. That goes back to them, because at that point, they'll say they're obviously they're a, on some level they're a fan of your band, and like most people, like 
will be like, I don't like that album because they're too commercial. Like, why can't a band fail? I mean, there's a lot of bands I love that's on crappy albums that I don't like. And yeah. commercial, I welcome to do it than doing another boring album to them because that way they come back rejuvenated and do something totally left field. So if, if you do something that you feel is a success, like if a fan doesn't like it. Welcome. Yeah. They're a fan of you because you're being who you are. And if you're not yeah. you, who you are anymore, it's like getting getting married or in a relationship. And someone says, you're not who I, you know, whatever. Well, you just spent 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, you know, correcting all my bad habits, you know. And now, yeah, um, I'm not. That's not because they changed, you know. And that's growth. And if, and if they can't do it, it, that's on them, you know. It is, and to- you know, what what people don't realize um, is that you're coming in to my life or a band's life um, when it's convenient for you. Right. So I've, I, you know, it, it would be unauthentic um to say like i haven't changed in certain ways um i have different points of view i have stronger beliefs but you might be 25 years old and at 25 years old you usually think that you know it all right right but i was already doing this 25 years ago you know, and so you're you're also judging something that I did 20 years ago and the progression. It's like if you're not getting better at what you do after 20 years. And, and I, I understand, you know, there's like the let's use the easiest target Metallica. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a new single out. Uh it's it's pretty ripping. It it, I, it could have been. I don't know if it could have made it on Justice for All, but it it could have could have been. Um, yeah, I like it. Is, you know, it's... Yeah, I like it too. Is it tamer? Yeah, it's tamer. But it it's the dudes are like almost sixty. You know, it, it's it's gonna change. It's gonna be different. And so you can see, like, one of the things that, that I like, even with the records that I'm not so into, I got I got to grow up watching them. Right. Grow up and get older. And the thing is, too, that's really sad is there's a lot of bands that are as old as Metallica that I know, uh, you know, uh, they didn't make it to that degree, obviously. But they stayed in that mindset, and it's sometimes sad to look at, dude. It's like, fuck, you've been hitting the bottle and the lines and whatever else that hard for 30 years? You can't, you know, my my dad had told me this when I was a kid. He was like, you'll never be stronger than a shot of whiskey or a line of coke. You'll never be bigger than it. You'll never win that. And I'm not saying that to not do coke or alcohol or whatever but when you hit it that hard you're you're there is no way for you to progress because these are uh chemicals that stop growth you know what i mean 
Yeah. So it's a, it's it's a weird it's a weird struggle, and most people, even me and you, probably to some degrees, the bands that we love, we, we have this grip, and I want it, and I need this from them, and I also I want them to do what I want and stay how I want. It's probably how it feels as a parent. You know, it is. You, and kids. you need to figure out though, and that's the thing. I mean, is it fair to expect people to to be a certain way when you can't be a certain way? You shouldn't put your expectations on a band or, or people that you don't want yeah, on yourself. It, you know, how many of those people are like, fuck Metallica, fucking bullshit. You know what? Just don't listen to it. Well, that's the I thing. Mean, I like somebody... the last couple albums. I think are great. Last couple albums, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they are. You know, uh, there's a thing where I'm like, of course, you know, in, in my uh, egotistical mind, I go, if I could just get with James and just come on, man, let, let me let me write with you. Let me but, tell but you those riffs. He's like one of the tightest riffs. I mean, it's Metallica is a hard thing because they are every they're in a way they're like a corporation. But they're what everybody wants to be to become a corporation. But they're also just a real band, and they talk about like you know James will be like oh they'll you know they'll make fun of each other, they'll give each other grief about things. You know, I've talked yeah. to people who worked in the studio with them. They're just a regular bunch of guys that just have a lot of success, and they have probably have more issues because they have more issues with more lawyers and more of this that and family issues. They have the same stuff going on. These issues they've all they've always, always gotten really better. I mean, James is probably one of the super ridiculous rhythm guitar player. You know, so tight. You know, yeah, tighter than he was on Master Puppets. Now, maybe is, is he writing Master Puppets? No, because he's a different guy. You know, and I don't exactly. want him writing it because it would sound not not genuine. And, and then it's like, also, it's like there are bands that I don't really like because every song sounds the same, and right. and, and there's nothing to me. There's nothing great about that. It, it should sound different, you know. And and it's for me. I think one thing that's really fun is, hey, let's let's try these new ideas and really go for it. Like mm -hmm. this next uh, Starving Wolves record is going to be much, much more different. And even some, uh, being a master of puppets, some of that vibe of, of those long intros. Yeah. Master of Puppets was like watching a movie, you know. Um, but so, you know, in this upcoming record, we're really excited about trying this other thing. And then I go, but you know, it'll be fun on the next one to really maybe go back to some old, old, old roots and then switch it up again. Yeah. And that's, that's a fun thing to do. And some people may say, oh, I hated this the new record they did because it's so weird. It's like, okay, it's cool. You don't, you don't have to like it. I think I told you this. I'm a huge faith. No more fan. Yeah. And it's like, just weird, weird stuff. That's my weird band. You know, you know, it's funny. Cause with them, I mean, you can say some albums sound like album of the year. I liked a lot. I mean, it's just some of their best songs on it. And then like the newest one, but then, uh, what was it? The, um, the red album, uh, with a dog on it. I love that album, but it didn't do very well commercially. Oh, Oh, uh, King for a Day. King for a Day is a great album. I you know? I loved King for a Day. I loved that record. I loved, uh, you know, there's there's some songs that are better than others, but there were like oh, yeah. four that's, that's songs life. on that record that were like, holy shit. I mean, he just Amazing. went crazy in it. The band sounded great in it, and, you know, and 
I'm glad they're together. But I mean, in, 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 one of the things with that band is when you when you break down like like a Mike Patton, he's talked about it. He struggles with mental health issues. Yeah, and, and he but that he was also wild. Yeah, but he also separately he has he has a voice that is like a like a multi instrument. Like he can do he can sing in different things. What he can do with his voice is insane. So, mm. so oh like, yeah, he sings in different languages, like fully languages, not just like somebody teaching it to him phonetically. Like yes. he knows other languages. Like it's so what he does with it as a, as an artist is a lot. Mm -hmm. He and is and, and he is like one of my all time favorite like artists. Yeah. Um he can get in there like I, I was watching some you know i my lady lives in brazil so i go to brazil a lot and then uh, you know because i'm there i start looking up different things and then i saw i know that faith no more did a lot of stuff in brazil and then mike Patton's speaking portuguese and i'm like fuck oh here you go here's a side note this is this is what bands our size do can you see this yeah it's cool we still make our own stencils. We spray paint drum heads. We do all of it. We're all of our stuff is packed in a house, not in a studio. And you know, this is this this right now. If you're seeing live music, it takes it a lot. It, it takes a lot of everything to get. I, I to think get actually, through. pretty much almost every band I've spoken to does the same thing. And, I, and and it's a good thing. I want and it's people to realize that that when you're going and you say, and this if there's anybody's heard before, I apologize, but if you're new, if your band's in town, you need to go. I mean, it might be a Wednesday in the middle of nowhere. They might not come around again. You yeah. know, because if it's financially not feasible, that one time they come by, they're not going to come by again because there are numbers and people can't go out and lose money when they have to pay for things like food and power, health insurance. You know, you guys get up every day nine to five, but an artist has to. A total different life, and they still have to be their best to perform. I mean, I could imagine being punk and screaming at this point in my life. I say I can't get out of bed sometimes, and I'm just dialing it in. You know, I'll work remote. Like you can't do that. So to be your best person, and then tour and sleep, and so to have to worry about the on top of it, the numbers game of people showing up and people being upset about buying merch and stuff. Well, then you don't have if you can't afford going buying a shirt. The shirt really helps the band if you like the band. If you're just kind of going as a lark, then you just go. And don't give them grief about this year because that's just another business. Do you go to other? Do you go to other stores, small businesses, and just give people crap about it? Like it's not yeah. cool. You know, if you don't dig, you don't dig it. You know what I mean? I don't like, I don't, I don't like the Kardashians, but I'm not going to beat them up and say kill the Kardashians or something horrible. I just, yeah, it's their thing. Good for them, but it's not my thing. And it's it's a different world. It's not I don't understand it, but I wouldn't wish anything negative on people either. Yeah, I mean, that's that's too far. You know what I mean? That that's too extreme. To be mad at somebody because they wouldn't do something for you or you don't agree with them or they're stupid or you know well we we have all um all of these things <clears throat> and the thing that we try to do as a punk band um and, and i'll say this even before i was in casualties when trey and i started crumbums we based our work ethic on the casualties because nobody toured as hard as them continuously played played the sets yeah. uh when uh when when one one of the member like uh george one time left and went back to new york for some health reason or something the club canceled the show they went and rented a um a storage unit you know and let everybody sing 
the songs. That's and awesome. it was, we felt included, you know, we're in a parking lot of multiple uh, storage units and there's a circle pit, their amps were there. We hung out all night. And as they grew, I, I saw that. And when I was asked to join, nothing had changed, you know? What's the community? And, and I think also the good thing was that because I was from a smaller band, I I wanted to do that more. You know, right. I want to connect more. When we go out, we talk with people, we do whatever we can with people. And, um, you know, there is all the things of, um, I don't want to say exactly our ages, but yeah, we're in our, we're in our deep forties and I'll go, I'll go, I'll let my, I'll let my ego run a little bit. There's very few bands younger that can jump all night fucking long, throwing shit around, screaming, screaming and continuously moving. Now, nobody can, uh, there's a few bands you you can't fuck with but casualties are one of those bands that fucking go for it and we have to watch every penny because people don't realize that there is a slew of people their livelihood is is connected to this not not let's let's not even put us in here but the money that we make a chunk goes to everybody so there's crumbs left at the end so you know you have the guy that's doing sound and i don't care what any little diy person says like oh you have a light guy we don't have a light guy the club does that and we can't go to each club and go hey we we don't want the light guy and and it's not that they're doing something it's that that guy gets paid that's how he feeds his kids right then there's the the security guy um the front door the bar everybody gets paid then you have somebody who helps us drive gotta get paid somebody Mm -hmm. who helps do the merch gotta get paid somebody that booked it gotta get paid you know so there's a there's a love 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 in, in in doing this you know and it's sometimes i'll feel you know fuck man why, why can't it be that like late 80s again, like n- early 90s where shit can just rock it and we make some some money? I don't know what that world is. I don't but think when I, made that money though, if you look back now. Now that we have hindsight, it was with labels, it was borrowed money, and it's bankruptcy. And the more you go, oh, yeah. I don't think yeah. there's many people that actually made money. A lot of bands had to re- redo it. And go DIY, even rock bands, because now they're making more money handling it themselves. Oh yeah, the, all everything. You I mean, let's get, say like super platinum. Don't get me wrong. I mean, just some bands that just made some change. But you had exactly. to like get some huge, huge like MTV numbers. Maybe, maybe that was my point. Um, yeah, God damn it, Jake, write a platinum album for me. <laughs> but there's times like I was telling you when I got get back home and see Poncho, and I can energy up get a little bit of my you know spiritual level up uh, and that has nothing to do with religion just yeah. like my thing but get some positivity and also get some rest then i stop 
looking at that negative. Why me? Who's doing what for me? Why is it always me? And in that those sentences, I can circle me, 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 me. And then I sit down, kiss Poncho, make him a poached egg and put some coconut oil and salmon on it. And I go, how fucking lucky am I? How fucking lucky am I that I got to see these young kids grow up, have kids, start a family. Uh, sometimes I hate it. I'm in this cramped little van. I'm with four, three, four, five of my best friends that are like family. And we're taking art and, and blasting it orally and visually and uh, sonically you're you're getting ah yeah. you're screaming you're hearing you're watching and i've had these experiences that were horrible at the time and we got through long story short we're coming back from canada and all the bands are racing to get like in to new york because there's this huge storm coming in uh snowstorm and i'm driving and it's coming down and next thing I know, it looks like, you know, when the Millennium Falcon goes into hyperspeed, yeah. the stars. It's now like crazy, yeah. Yeah, it's so, yeah, you're from there. So it's just so shit. So I have to go off and try to find a, a gas station. It's like in another little town. And as I'm going there, we're sliding and we're waiting to get traction. We get stuck overnight the next day. We get stuck. A truck pulls us halfway. Okay, we're good. We're stuck again. We have to get out and push. Well, I, I got to be the driver. The other guys were pushing. I'm blasting Last of the Mohican soundtrack. And <laughs> it goes. And they keep going. Don't stop. They're like, just keep going because we're going to have to do this again. So I'm like looking back at them. And I went like, like a little over half a mile <laughs> and so i just see them like kind see of it's a gig <laughs> yeah but at that moment it was scary it sucked i'm freezing i'm hungry um i'm tired of pissing in gatorade bottles but i'll never forget that dude i'll never forget it no it, 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 it's funny i can say two things a i always say to myself not you know you want to do something it's gonna be a crappy day at work i'm thinking you know what at least i'm not bringing a canary into a coal mine like I don't have that life, and there's people that really have that, and I, you know, props to them. I, I respect that. I'm not making a dig at them. Yeah. I realize that I'm fortunate. That I don't have to do that, and I can get past anything. And the thing is, if you were doing a nine to five or, or an evening shift or whatever, you'd still have to drive to work, and you'd still hit these kind of horrible things. You still driving things, and still have to be home that night. Like so, like if there's still a lot of these real world things that still happen when you're in a band. Yeah, you still experience just like you don't realize that you you do experience a lot of the same problems everyone else does, and then you have to go on stage. Well, what, yeah, what would be funny, too, though, is the way that people talk about bands. What if we talked about truck drivers like that? You just drive. I mean, you're just driving. Depends on how big they are, though, too. That's the thing about them. No one's going to talk smack about most truck drivers because they're <laughs> yeah. pretty gnarly. They're going to deliver the goods on you. But, so but it's funny because I have people. A, a gym teacher. You're just a gym teacher. You're just, well, actually, or, you know, you go to the uh, 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 lumber store, you know what I mean? They're telling you what to do. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know, man. I mean, technically, you are you a contract? <laughs> I'm a contractor. Well, how good are you to give me advice if you're working here? You yeah. kind of pull back like that. You're like, easy. 
it, clearly it, they're just it, not getting a lot of business. You can't like assume things about people. That doesn't mean they're no, bad. They just well business. A hundred percent. You know, I'll always get you know some people that be like, "Oh, David, must be fun to just go around like you do." And I'm like, it, "It's very fun. Like I enjoy my job. Uh, I enjoy. You know, punky people hate to hear this, but it is my job because guy. I have to go to it. And but I choose to. But the thing is." I want to see, you know, some of the people that tell me this, get up, go to sleep at 4 a.m., get up at 7, drive or ride, whatever it is, for eight hours, show up somewhere, unload an enormous amount of equipment and merchandise, set it all up, sound check, wait around, then your job starts again, and then load it all back up, rain, sleet, snow after the show if you did everything all night yeah take the fucking banner down and you know um somebody said don't you have someone who does that i said i mean i guess we could but we don't and it's you know there's one of those things there there's something about being proud of 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 your work you know you'll see it in movies like the sun's like you're nothing but a, you know, you take care of cows or something. It's like, I'm proud of what I do. And that's kind of like for us. Like when I, I think about it sometimes when we're folding it up and people are looking at us, I'm, I'm proud of yeah. this. I do this every day and I do it in a, in a meticulous way. And our drummer Meggers is very OCD about certain things and they go. I, and I mean that in a positive way, but no, you guys things are, are, are a band. Like it's, you can be punk and, and be a purist, but you can't. And, but and you can do that if you have a job or your parents are supporting you. Once you become a, a punk band and that pays bills, you become a, a small corporation or a small business, and you have to run a small business with, with equitable, and you have to have you know skills with people, and it's it's a whole different world. So you can't be this free thing and this purist thing and be a real working punk band you could be like a weekend band at your friend's house and travel and, and not make any money and that's fine but you're not gonna yeah. health care you know you're not gonna be able to take care of somebody who's sick in your family if you, you got no money you're not gonna be able to pay your own fucking rent and yeah, it's right. it, it's funny because we live in this time and i'm also learning like i said earlier with these bumps in the road i have to learn how to navigate in today's world it's it's not, you know, it's like sometimes I get so irritated, like, uh, like with my dad, because he's talking about a world that no longer exists, you know, yeah. and I have to um, learn how to navigate the way, you know, the way things changed. Here's here's an example. And this is about a, a person from a of an older time where they'll say something along the lines of. Let's get some Oriental food. And you go, well, it's called Asian food. It was always Oriental. And I'm like, I understand. And I get where you're coming from. But it's not but, cool. <laughs> it was yeah, cool it, to begin with. And no one yeah. just addressed it back then. <laughs> yes. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe that was what was said. But also um, it would say uh, no dogs, no Mexicans. You know, it times have yeah. changed uh we have gender roles and, and things that that are changing 
at, at a speed where I always thought that I was the hip dude. It, but sometimes I, I'm not quite sure. So I have to learn how to navigate all of these different things. I can't be mad at some of these kids because they just, they honestly don't know. They, they didn't grow up. It's like there's these funny like YouTube videos of kids that freak out when they see a house phone. Have you seen any of those? No. They're like, call, call my phone. It's ringing, you know? <laughs> and, and it's, it, it's funny. I, I got I You know what? I got the funniest glimpse of, of my old man shit today. You can't see this. I have a rubber band around my wallet and I had my money in like a paper clip. I, last night I went to the grocery store and I pulled out my wallet and my cash on the paper clip. And I was like, oh my God, I've oh, turned like- to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great you still actually have cash on you. I I, I, yeah. I barely have cash on me half the time now. You know? I, I like to, dude. I went to the bank yesterday and I was like, give me a couple hundreds. I was like, well, the thing is for you, you're on the road though, because it's a little different. You know, I want to have cash too. Yeah. My world's insulated and, where I can get away with it. Yeah. I it I I like to have it. And um it, it is weird though. Sometimes people are like, no cash. And w- one of my good friends, Keith, uh, he's the father of a, an amazing young band called User Unauthorized. But um Keith kind of started some shit with this company that wouldn't take uh, cash. He goes, so what if somebody uh, is homeless that has some money and wants to eat here? Uh, That's not the case with you, sir. Well, what if somebody comes in and doesn't have a bank account? Or what if somebody lost everything and they only have cash? And I, I, I kind of liked his his point of view on that. What what if yeah. you don't? What if you don't? It's weird. It's a weird line because you don't want to hurt a small business. And here's a good example. And then um, actually, I want to talk about your 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 collectibles after this because oh yeah, talking about money. No, so I went about past month. My wife's like, I could really go for some ice cream. I'm like, I'll go down to the store and get some ice cream. I have no cash on me. Use my debit yeah. card, right? I get two ice cream things. And it's probably like four bucks or something, right? You and wish woman, it was four bucks. It was probably like fifteen. No, it was. But, it was, but, but, but she could. And then she goes, "Oh, we can't do that. Nothing less than five dollars for a debit card." I'm oh like, I'll yeah, pay I'll pay the debit charge. Jacks or whatever you guys have to get charged for under five dollars. I know they get a charge. You can add it yeah. to it, but I do yeah. cash. No, we can't do it. I go. You're literally someone behind me. A stranger goes, "Here, I got it. I'll pay for it." First off, thank you. That is so cool. And I kept thanking him. I said, "No, thank you. I'll go somewhere else because I don't really want them getting any of my service anymore." Yeah, you're literally turning around. And I, I thanked this woman again profusely for being so cool to offer to pay for it. It's yeah. not like I was, I'm not one of those stories where I'm like, you can't pay for anything, or I'm, it's yeah. my food, or my family, or I'm getting baby food, and someone's helping me in a store. It's not one of those. Literally, I was just buying ice cream. And some yeah. stranger was going to give me four bucks to buy ice cream just because it was stupid. So that yeah. was really cool. But um, yeah, it's the same thing. I'm like, you know what? I'm not coming back there again. Um, but uh, that's the thing. So. It is wild, dude. It is it is wild, wild world. It's changed. So the big question is: so I don't know if you need to take a minute. Do you want to talk about some of your collectibles? Yeah, I want to show you a couple. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll pause. I'll edit this out after. Do you want to grab some? Okay, let me grab a couple of things. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is 
I'm currently in the midst of mm -hmm. a very large change in my Peter Pan life. Um, Hinata, my very gorgeous lady, will very intelligent lady. She will be moving here and her OCD, she looks at my, I'm just gonna give you a quick thing. So pardon some of the mess, but can you see this stuff? Yeah. Records and this and just little things that people have given me. This guy made this really cool Russian toy of me. She said this gives her anxiety to look. She goes, when I look at your your room, I want to throw up because it's so cluttered, full of everything. <laughs> so I'm in the midst of rearranging, changing. And, and I have this problem of like, I love to collect shit. Like recently, I started collecting um, salt and pepper shakers. <laughs> I know it's so... <laughs> It's so weird, but I've I've found so many cool ones, you know, and I travel around and I get all these like different things and people make these little weird toys of me. Uh, one, it has a cell phone and a microphone because they say I'm always on my phone. <laughs> so I was going through this stuff and it was way up. I was, I'm trying to hide it, but I'm kind of glad you made me. I need your own room for that. Just one room for everything. Well, I have uh, a very small house and it was built in like the 50s and it's called a shotgun home. So it means there's one door and there was one bedroom and added on was another room. But you can kind of see there's one door here and one door there. You have to you can only walk through through the house. So to get Meggers used to live here. So to get to his bedroom, he'd have to walk through my bedroom. Yeah. And there was, there's one fucking closet in this house because it was like built in the fifties. just these little tiny homes. So above my shower, there's some storage space. So the other thing is you have to be short to shower in there. So the ceiling's like, at about five eight, <laughs> so I collect all of this. Like I love werewolves and shit. Tell me if you can see this because I don't know how to flip it around. No, let's see it. <clears throat> and any like Ramones and rock and roll shit and Frankenstein, but I am an enormous like. Misfits, you know this box set? Yeah. I'm an enormous fan of, of Danzig and Misfits, but as am I. Most of all, Danzig. So do you see these boxes? Yeah. Get ready. Get ready. I'm gonna so say little... as a, as a, I'm gonna add it as a misfit fan, I probably just think it would be considered a sin as I uh I don't remember what album was down on vinyl. Now, oh yeah, I I actually traded it so I could get more albums. I'm gonna tell you what though, it's not good in vinyl. It sounded horrible. It was a sonically <laughs> yeah. live album that just sounded horrible. Uh, it, the collecting it for that thing where I can get like ten other records that I enjoy, 
that I can yeah. play on my record player. I have the I have it. I have the music and I have it. It's okay. Listen to it in the mood. It's already compressed anyhow on my phone or speakers. But it's not something when I sit on a record, I want to hear something that's going to sound good. Yeah. Uncompressed for record and vinyl. A live and, a live Miss Al is not designed for vinyl. And if you don't dig it, put it out there for somebody who does. Yeah. Someone else can like so, it. So get ready. I'm ready. Is the oh, glare wow. on it too hard? No. So that. that's Danzig um, Misfits, right? Can you see? Yeah. And so that's Toy One. Where'd you get those? I've never seen those. These are from Japan. This is Sam Hain. As nerds say, showing. <laughs> Can you see the blood on him? Yeah. And Toy Three. And he even has his little dangly necklace. Oh, wow. The skull. So these three are three of my top possessions. And yeah. now, are you, are you ready for my all-time? This is not a collectible. This is something that was given to me. That's the best. So for the viewers out there, and then there's just like tons of toys and, you know, clockwork worn shit. But I'm going to send you a picture <coughs> of the man wearing this shirt. All right, I'll, I'll impose but it in the video. Over the years, <coughs> excuse me, over the years, I've become very good friends with Wadi from The Exploited. Mm -hmm. And he sent me this shirt. Oh, wow. And he wore this shirt in like 1983 at a bunch of shows. And... Um, got a skull there <clears throat> but this he could probably sell for a few thousand dollars online sure. but this is this is probably my most prized punk memorabilia thing so when you see this shirt you're gonna go oh wow that's fucking cool that is cool it's a cool looking shirt though too yeah it's a it's a great shirt um i'm i'm afraid to wear it like the guys are like dude wear it for a show i'm like if somebody rips this thing, yeah. But you know, maybe maybe we'll do a something and I'll wear it. But it's just so these are two of uh, or four of my favorite kind of collectible things. Those are cool. Now we could go on and on, but that's these are the those top are some ones. pretty those are some pretty cool things though. Those are those are cool. Mm -hmm. those are, and definitely definitely Vans. I'm surprised you don't have any um or maybe do you do you have any like artwork or any photos from Erie Vaughn? Oh dude it's so crazy that I don't have and I know he's selling them uh on his like Facebook or whatever but I don't have the book either which is crazy. Uh, I haven't got I actually I had him on the show. I had him on my show and I talked to him. Oh really? I'm gonna look to go up. back and listen to it. Yeah, the there phone is... interview. It was uh, quite interesting, actually. Wow, I, I bet. Well, here's one other thing I'll, I want to show you. Um, this was given to me by a friend that took this photo. This is the Misfits, April 9th, 1983, Reactor Studios, Las Vegas, Nevada. Can you see it or is it too yeah, clear? Yeah, no, I can see it. That's pretty cool. 
Now, wow. up above is one of my favorites. So that's John Brennan of Negative Approach and Keith Morris of the Circle Jerks. At I believe it was the first Fun 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 Festival here in Austin, Texas. But I love this photo because it looks like they're fighting, right? Right, yeah. But they're talking about being at a show where Keith's like, you remember this? You remember this guy? And John's like, oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> so that's one of my all-time favorites. Uh, since we're on artwork in this wall, this is um, – can you see that? Yep. This is from a good friend of mine, and he drew this um, – for an early Crumbums record, uh, it's called "In Sickness We Prevail," and there's the plague doctor and uh, you know the dead guy and this. A lot of detail, huh? All, all around it was just uh, amazing, and his name is Mark Lyons. So I really loved that, and one of my best friends did this early Crumbums artwork. His name's Doyle Crawford. So. There's just little, little cool shit that I love art. Like underneath my bed, there's like five portfolios of posters and flyers. And this, this is the kind of stuff that I love that Hanata is going to hate, but you get, you got to take the whole package, baby. I guess you know, she's singing to the choir. Preach to the choir. My yep. Oh yeah. I know. I'm looking at all those guitars. Now my last, my favorite of all. The boy, the boy. His name is actually Wolf Boy Pancho Rodriguez, but he goes by Pancho. Or his friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, let me make it easy. Just call me Pancho. Pancho's easy. I like how he has an accent too. <laughs> oh yeah, he's got to. He's got too much attitude not to. What if he came off and was like, "Hi, how's it going?" Yeah, right. <laughs> I wouldn't buy it. Oh, I mean, buy. the show's about fun. <clears throat> Be having fun, just hanging out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 I really you know, enjoyed it. This has been fun for me too.